Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. I uh, hope you're all doing wonderful. Um, I believe this is our um, maybe sixth teaching um, on the promises of God. I believe I started with uh, promises of God for the righteous on protection, then it was peace and then help. And then I believe I had two teachings on the promise of God for the children of the godly. And if you have children, I uh, sincerely hope that you listen to those and take notes and that you took notes on those verses for God's promises uh, for your children. Uh, But I want to focus this teaching on the subject of our needs, because I believe we just go through life going really from one need to another. Um, You know, we have sometimes we have our needs met and we think everything is great. And then another need comes up and we want um, to have resources to have those needs met. And so what is, what does the Lord say? What does the Bible say about when we have needs? How does God, does he meet our needs and how does he go about it? And what, what are we supposed to do in the, in the process, right? In the meantime. So first I want to establish who we are in relationship with God And does he, honestly, does he promise that he will meet every need? So I want to share with you guys scripture on that. And you guys decide for yourself uh, from scripture if God really wants to meet all of our needs or not. And if he does, how does he go about it? So first, let's establish, are we the children of God? Because John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Pretty simple, you guys, right? So if you if you truly in your heart have have heard the message of Christianity, the gospel, and you have received it, right? If you in your heart you believe in Jesus, you believe in His name, and you have made Him your Lord, His you have made Him your Lord and Savior. Then the Bible says that He gave you the right, right? He titled you. He gave you the right to become a child of God. You became His child. He's now your father. The minute you made that decision, you became a child of God. And just let's just pay attention. It doesn't say you become an adult child of God. It says in God's eyes, we're always his children, right? Okay, now, so now that we have established we are children of God, let's establish what role does God have uh, in relationship to our needs and what power does he have? So I want to read you guys Psalm 50, verses 10 through 12. And... It reads, for every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on the thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the insects in the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. So literally, you guys, this passage is telling us that everything on heaven and earth belongs to God. He is the owner of it, right? Okay, 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13 kind of says the same thing um and i'm going to read it for for you guys again this is one chronicles 29 verses 11 through 13 it says yours lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven on earth is yours yours lord is the kingdom you are exalted as head over all Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. This is uh, what David said before uh, 
when he was dedicating to uh, build the temple, right? Um, this was his prayer. And if you paid attention to everything that I said, basically saying the same thing that I read in Psalm 50, 10 through 12, that says everything on heaven and earth not only belongs to God, but it also says that what, what comes from him, wealth comes from him, honor comes from him. He controls strength and power. It, he, at his discretion, he gives power and strength to the ones he wants to. And uh, so now we know who really is in control, right? <laughs> so God owns it all and he's in control of, the, control of it all. Um, and we are the children of God. So now that we established that, what does all this have to do with our needs? Let's see. So Matthew 7, 7. Now we're going we're gonna to explore the conditions that we need to be in in order to receive what we need from God. So Matthew 7, 7 says, this is a pretty famous verse. I'm sure you guys have heard it. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. Pretty straightforward and simple, right? So pretty much ask, like we have to pray and ask God for our needs. We can't be too prideful and think, I don't need God to help me with this. I can handle it myself, right? No, that's, that's the wrong attitude. We always are supposed to go before God and get him involved and ask him. If you don't ask him, he's not going to come get himself involved in your life. You have to ask God for help. So the first thing we want to do is pray and talk to God about what we're dealing with, okay? And then it says, seek and you will find. So you have to do your part as far as, far as finding the right answer in scripture to whatever you're dealing with. Knock and the door will be open. Remember, knocking is not one time. Knocking is kind of persistent. Sometimes you have to be persistent and finding answers to your problems or to your questions as the Lord will lead you to um, how to go about meeting that need that you have, that the Lord, the Lord may put something in your heart to do it, some actions that you have to take on your part. Sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, you've done everything you can and it's just, you now you're just waiting on God to move. Um, so another promising verse is Matthew 6:33. This is again another famous verse. It says, "But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well." Matthew 6 it's Jesus talking about when we have needs and how like we get worried and anxious, and he says, "Don't worry about it. The, the best thing that you can do for yourself, first seek the kingdom of God, and the Lord will make sure that your needs are met." That's pretty much it. It says, and what does it mean to first seek kingdom of God? Which means you honor God in all you do. You find out what's his will in every single area of our lives and you surrender to that. You honor that. You respect that. You, you're going to say, well, not my way, not my will, not what will bring me um, you know, personal satisfaction, but I'm going to do it God's way, whatever it costs me. And I know this is hard to hear you guys because sometimes, it, well, a lot of times, it goes against what our flesh wants. For example, if somebody has wronged us, we don't want to forgive them. But the Bible says when you come before God and ask for something, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, go make it right and come back and ask, or I'm sorry, if you're going to offer sacrifices to God. So, and I know this is a tough subject for a lot of us. Because things that have happened, maybe they were unfair. And how can God ask us to forgive? And I totally understand. But remember, Jesus didn't deserve anything that he went through, right? He was the only person born ever without sin. 
yet they captured him, yet they tortured him, yet they hurled insults at him, yet they beat him and to the point of death. Um, and he, he didn't respond. He didn't retaliate where he could have. He had the power to stop everything and really kill everybody, but he didn't. He had to go through that in order for us to receive that gift of salvation. So if you're at the point where you think, um, I, it, this is not for me, you know, I've, I've tried it and I've done things God's way and I've surrendered and it's not working, then you really haven't done it from the bottom of your heart and you haven't really persevered and you don't really trust God. Again, this is not me telling you how to do this. This is God himself telling you through scripture. It says, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness, which means his way of doing things. Whatever he tells you, do it, surrender to that and trust him. And then it's saying, you know, life gets easy because instead of you pursuing and chasing after things you want, things will work out for you without you putting effort into it. Okay. I think that's a pretty good, pretty decent, pretty awesome promise for us. Okay. Um, Psalm 84, 11 says, for the Lord, God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good things does he withheld from those whose walk is blameless. So it says that the Lord gives favor and he gives us honor. And he doesn't hold any good thing from who? From just anybody? No, from his children. It says from the ones whose walk is blameless. Well, you might say, well, my walk is not blameless. So I guess it doesn't apply to me. But remember, you guys. We're going to sin no matter what. Every now and then we're going to fall and make mistakes. And But if you have received, again, Christ truly with your heart as your Lord and Savior, then God, when, he got, when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He sees you as blameless. He sees you as someone whose walk is blameless. So it says from those people, right, the children of God, he, he holds no good things from them. He, he gives them favor and honor. Um, so now you're gonna, we're gonna explore why would God meet our needs? Why? Why would He, um, you know, be good to us when we really haven't worked for it, or we don't deserve it, or we're sinners and all that? So let's see why. Um, 2 Corinthians 9:8 says, "And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that." So keep that in mind. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So what does that mean? It says God has this ability to bless you. So to bless you, for you to be blessed in every single area of your life, you will be without lack, right? All your needs and desires will be met. So it says God is able to do that. Why? Why, is he, why would he do that? It says there is a reason for it. Because if you are blessed and if all your needs are met, then God wants you to be, then God wants you to abound in good works toward others. God wants you to, to do good toward others, right? So in other words, you're surrendering your life to him. He blesses you with so much that now you can bless other people. Remember, remember you guys, Ephesians 2.10 said, why were, why were we created to do good works, right? We were created to become in the image of Christ. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, why? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Again, I'll read it to you again. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, 
to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So in other words, you guys, when God blesses us in every single area of our lives, it's not just for us. We can't just be selfish and it's all about me. I want to be happy. I want all my needs and desires to be met and I don't care about other people. No, that's not why God would bless us. He would bless us so we can in turn turn around and bless somebody else. We can pretty much be God's hands and feet on earth. Okay, so that's why he would bless us and he would meet our needs and desires. Um, but besides that, he blesses us because he loves us and he's a good father. Matthew 7, 9 through 11 says that. It says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So another saying, you know, you're a parent, you know, on earth in a physical body. And when your kid asks you for something, you want to bless them. You want to make them happy. You you know, you, you're not going to turn around and give them something bad, right? If they ask for bread, um, you're not going to turn around and give them a stone. If they ask for fish, which means, you know, food or provision, you're not going to turn around and give them a snake. You're going to be happy to meet their need. You're going to be happy to, uh, you know, to see them happy, right? To meet their desires. It says, then how much more? If you're, if you're a sinner, and you're a human on earth, you're that way. How much more your father in heaven wants more of that for you, wants to give you what you ask of him, right? To give you good gifts. Remember, gifts we haven't earned or worked for. And it says, of those who ask him. Do we ask God? Are you guys going to God and asking him to help you? Asking him, getting him involved and saying, please help me with this situation? Okay, um... Isaiah 65, 24 says, I love this verse. It says, before they call, I will answer. While they're speaking, I will hear. And honestly, you guys, I've experienced this so many times that I may go away to meditate and spend time with God and read scripture and um, journal. And then while I'm driving back from where I went to meditate, I somebody calls me and it's like my prayer was answered. You know, the trouble I was facing, it goes away or there's some progress with it. And it's just amazing. And immediately this verse comes to my mind that God promises us. He says, before they call, I will answer. While they're still speaking, I will hear you. Which means you haven't even finished your prayer. I want to work for you. I'm, I'm changing things behind the scenes for you. So I think these are some wonderful promises that we can hold on to for as far as God meeting our needs. And um, if you guys are familiar with Psalm 23, this is David. Again, talking to God, the first part, the first verse is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. Um, another translation says, uh, sorry, you guys, I think another translation says that the Lord is uh, my shepherd, I shall not be in lack or something like that. But anyway, the Bible par parallels uh, it compares the relationship between uh, our Heavenly Father and us as to a shepherd and sheep. And if you guys, I'm sure you all know that sheep is not a very smart animal. Sheep cannot protect himself. Sheep cannot meet their own needs. So the shepherd's job is not only to protect the sheep, but to provide for him, to feed him, and to lead him and direct him on the right path. 
Okay, so that's basically God is telling us, it is my job to take care of you. It is my job to protect you. It is my job to feed you. It is my job to direct you on the right path, right? To comfort you, to encourage you, um, to um, guide you, uh, and to discipline you. So what a wonderful promise that we have a shepherd who looks out for us because we're not smart enough or powerful enough or have all the resources to keep ourselves safe or to keep ourselves from being harmed. Or, or we may think we are, you know, with the technology nowadays, we may think, oh, I have everything I need to keep myself safe. But really, let's face, let's face the facts. We're not, right? It is God who protects us and keeps us safe. Uh, we can do our part, but the rest of it, uh, it's all God uh, looking after his own sheep. So you guys, whatever your needs are today, your needs may be for protection. Maybe you don't feel safe. Maybe you feel scared. Your need may be for comfort. Maybe you're not comfortable in a situation. Maybe your need is for courage. You just need some encouragement. You know, there's no one to like pat you on the back and say, you're doing a good job. You've done a good job. You know, you're, you're a good person. You're a good employee. You're a good dad. You're a good mom. You're a good daughter. You're a good son. You know, maybe there's not enough, maybe ever, I don't know, hopefully at some point you've received that, but maybe now it's missing in your life. And maybe you need um, direction and for your life and making big decisions. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need relationships in, the, in your life, meaningful, loving relationships. You know, maybe you have need for finances. Uh, maybe you need to be better at your job or to succeed. Maybe you're struggling at, with that. Now, maybe you need to rest. Maybe you're just so overworked and exhausted and just physically and your mind and your body, you're just tired and you need to rest. Maybe you need a vacation. You might say, well, what are you talking about? Like vacation seems like a, you know, a luxury. Yes, but tr trust me, if you read the whole song, God promises even for that, you know, that he provides you with, with times of rest and refreshment. It is God's will for you to go on vacation, you guys, to, to take, if you're able to, if you're capable of doing that, don't put it off. Don't think, oh no, I, it's not the right time. I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. If you can do it, go for it. It is God's will for you to rest your mind and your body. Um, maybe you need, your need is from, for a freedom from a bondage, whatever that bondage is. Maybe that bondage is to alcohol or drugs or in a, in a wrong relationship, you feel stuck. Whatever that is, God can release you from that bondage. Um, maybe you have a need to be valued, to be loved, to feel loved. And trust me, God can meet that need. And he can, first of all, if you honestly spend time in his presence, you will feel loved by him. You will feel fulfilled. You will feel content. But he can also send people that, that will meet that need for you. Um, so whatever your guys' need is, Lord, maybe you just need joy. Maybe you just have been missing joy in your life. And again, from my own personal experience, being in the presence of God, when you fully surrender yourself to him, you will feel his joy and that joy will fill your heart and you will walk away joyful because he will give you hope. He will give you uh, joy and strength and a new vision for your life. So you guys, no matter what your needs are, what your needs are, um, God promises to meet those needs if you go before him, right? Remember, if you're a child of God, he's your father. He promises to meet your needs. Philippians 4.19 says, For my God will meet all your needs according to his 
glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He promises to meet those needs. But what are the conditions for us to receive those needs? Pray. Ask him, right? Don't be, don't be prideful. Don't think he doesn't care. Don't think he's mad at you. Don't think he's not going to do anything. Ask God for help. And then do things his way. Find out in the Bible, what am I doing? Ask him, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing? What wrong steps I'm taking? Show me how to correct what I'm doing wrong. And then surrender. And then now don't do things your way. Do things his way. Remember, but first seek his kingdom and all these things will be added onto you. And remember, his purpose of meeting your needs, first he loves you. He wants to see you happy. But it's also because he wants you to turn around and do good to somebody else. Bless somebody else. He has other children on earth who may not be as close to him as you are. So he wants to bless them through you, right? So if he blesses you, if you're capable, you be God's hands and feet on her. You encourage somebody else. You bless them financially. You do something good that they don't expect. So they will turn around and give thanks to God, thank, thank, saying, thank you, Jesus. I, couldn't, I don't know where this help came from. I don't know how you did this, but you met this need through this person. And let that person be you. Okay, so that's why God, first of all, again, because he loves us, but also because he wants us to do good works for other people. But uh, you guys, I hope you took notes. If not, you can always rewind and listen to all the Bible verses that I gave you guys and let them be a reminder to you. When you have a need, don't despair. Don't get anxious. Don't stay up late night trying to figure it out. You know, Philippians 4, 6, 7, 4, Right. Six through seven says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will got your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So literally God is telling you, don't, don't be scared and don't be anxious. Tell me what my, what your problem is. Do things my way and I will meet that need. Remember those verses that I read you guys at the beginning, he owns it all. He has control over everything, but he doesn't get himself involved in everything unless we invite him, right? And he can do things in partnership with us. So hopefully this teaching blessed you because we all have needs every now and then, and we try so hard to meet those needs ourselves. But this scripture is telling, this scripture is telling you that God knows your needs even before you go to him. All you have to do is humble yourself. You are a child of God. He loves you. He cares for you. And he can, he can definitely... 100 million percent meet your need. Just trust him. Ask him. Follow whatever he's telling you to do and trust that the need will be answered by God. So um, hold on to those promises. And until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.